Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Welcome back to a new episode. We are kind of trudging along with this idea of, hey, I'm unhappy, what do I do about it? And Monday's episode was about self-agency. And when we talk about self-agency, we're talking about feelings of responsibility and influence and to a modicum, some control of what goes on in our lives. And if you're in a situation where you feel like things are out of control in your life, you feel like you're living maybe a version of life that you don't even understand. You're not sure, hey, how did I get here? What is this about? It doesn't feel congruent with what I want to be true. Let's have that conversation. What do you do when you come to this kind of point of reckoning that Things are not as they should be or things are not as you want them to be. And we start with that idea. This was back from episode 114. We start with that idea of core values. Because if we can figure out what our core values are, we can live those out regardless of the chapter of life that we're in. We have the opportunity to, again, orient that internal compass in a direction that is integrity and that feels appropriate for us. And that's really step one. If you're noticing that you're really in a state of being dissatisfied, let's talk about those core values. And then the next thing we look at is what is a goal you have with your life? We could look at a bunch of micro goals. What are the little things you want to be true? But what's the macro goal? What do you want to be true when you come to the end of life and life is over for you? What did you want it to be about for you? How did you want to contribute? What what was important? What mattered? What are those goals that you have for you? A lot of times when we start looking at purpose and meaning, we want to look kind of at the intersections of like, what are your gifts? What are your wounds? What are your unique perspectives? And what are your capabilities? Usually when we camp out there, we can find some pretty significant ways to use your voice in a space that feels quite authentic in a way that self-agency shows up because you're living out a purpose that is bigger than you. You're living into a space that is the culmination of many unique features of you. And so this is something I get to walk with many clients. We get to grapple with what is it all about and what do I want to be true? If you get to a point where you have your core values locked in, you know what kind of the, the macro narrative of your life is. The next thing we do is we start to eliminate the things that that don't bring value, the things that don't bring meaning. So if you're engaging in behaviors that are not to your betterment, and in fact, if you're engaging in behaviors that are in stark contrast to your goals for yourself, you're going to have to dismantle those. That piece is quite fundamental. If we're talking about people who are out there doing good in the world and then behind closed doors, they're engaging in self-sabotaging behaviors or self-destructive behaviors or others' destructive behaviors, there's no congruency there, or at least there's limited congruency there. And the bummer is it usually is a, a fracturing that happens where you're not living yourself out in all spaces congruently. And so there, there's a little bit of self-rejection that organically shows up there. You have to get stuff sorted out. Why are you doing what you're doing? And are are you doing things that are in direct conflict 
with your macro goals. So one of the things that I believe very strongly in is environmental management. And I've talked ad nauseum about the fact that I have a disordered eating history and physical health is very important to me. And so if I'm bringing stuff into my household and let's say I'm binging in private and no one's any the wiser, I'm going to be giving up a little piece of myself every time that I choose to engage in that self-destructive behavior because it's out of alignment with what I want to be true. And so if that behavior's going on, I would go sit with my therapist and we would come up with an action plan and we would work on what subconscious things are running for me that are enticing me into that behavior still. And so when I talk with you guys about congruence, if you're finding things that are incongruent, if you find yourself either sabotaging your goals or just inadvertently working against yourself, get in and see someone about what the Dickens is going on there. Because if you're living out this fractured piece, you are the person who is going to reap the consequences of that. Now, sadly, if you're doing that and other people listen to your voice as a voice of authenticity and then you get outed that you're not all that authentic, there's consequences for others too. I think we see this a lot of times when really large figures in our life kind of fall in disgrace. It's because what's going on behind closed doors is not aligning with what they're ascribing to. And that's a concern. So order of operations, I'm talking with you about What are your core values? I'm talking about what are those goals that you have? And then how do we dismantle the things that are working against your goals? What is that secret behavior or what is that impulsive behavior or what is that numbing or soothing behavior that's working against you? You've got to work on a plan to dismantle those. The next thing is we have to work on some of the destructive mantras that are running for you under the surface. What do you believe to be true that's actually not true? What are some of the messages that you've learned once upon a time that when we dive into them in our adult mind, we can say like, whoa, wait, that's actually not all that accurate. For a long time, some of them that were running for me were things like, don't have needs, don't express distress, don't be someone else's problem. And those are things that I've had to disrupt and dismantle and then practice new strategies because they were going to work against me. If I want to go out and live a life healthfully, but I'm still engaging in a hyper-independence, that's a problem. It's incongruent with what I want to be true. So again, we orient our compass, we orient our internal core values, we work on establishing goals. We work on removing the issues that disallow us from meeting our goals. And then we disrupt some of the problematic thinking that's going on for us too. And once we've worked on those four core areas, then you get to engage in age of exploration, which is so exciting. Part of not having self-agency is we don't know who we are sometimes. We don't know what we hold in value. We don't know what excites us. So your job is to go out and figure that out. If you're wondering, are you living your best life? Are you living the best representation of the life that you want? Are you doing things you enjoy? Are you doing things that add value to the community around you? Are you doing things that bring you pleasure? If not, why not? And in many stories, it's because we haven't taken the time to figure that out. And so this seems like maybe a little bit of a trivial example, but it usually lands pretty well with my clients. When we're talking about identity formation, they're kind of like, well, Steph, what's the big deal? If someone wants to go out to a restaurant and I say I'm good with anything, why does that matter? And I said, well, here's the way I see it. I realized back this last January that I love sushi. Like over the moon, love having sushi outings. And so let's say that a gentleman comes along and says, hey, Steph, do you want to go out on a date with me? And I say, yes. And he says, what would you like? And I would say, you know what? It would be amazeballs if we went out for sushi. He knows now that that's something where he's meeting me in a space that I particularly enjoy. I've shared a little bit of my excitement about sushi with him. So he now has a piece of information about me. Now he knows me a touch better because I've taken the time to know myself better. Now we run the same scenario through and he says, hey, let's go out for a meal. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't care where we go. Whatever's fine. I can find something on any menu. 
While that's true, he's learned nothing about me. He's learned nothing about my preferences, about things that light me up. That's why we take the time to sort through what's exciting for us. And I would encourage you to cast a wide net. Over the 2021 to 2022 calendar year, I went out and tried just copious amounts of things to try to understand more about myself. Because when I was in my early 20s, instead of exploring the way I probably should have, instead of figuring out who I am, I instead was tasking pretty constantly. And life was very imbalanced. Now that I'm trying to pursue balance, it means going out there and trying a whole host of stuff. So over the last year, year and a half, I've started boxing. I started the podcast. I started investing. I took a Harley Davidson course. I went on a cruise alone for the first time. I went on an international cruise with a girlfriend, and that was just an incredible life experience. I started my YouTube. I stepped away from several jobs that I very much love. I joined a bunko group. The last six weeks I've been playing social volleyball. Here's something to know. I am terrible at social volleyball. I'm better now than I was six weeks ago, but I made the commitment to show up there for seven weeks. And so this week, as I wrap it up, I'm following through on a commitment that it's not actually been all that enjoyable the last little while, but I'm still showing up and doing it because number one, I said I was going to, and number two, I'm going to give it my best shot. And if it's not for me, it's not for me. But then if someone comes along and says, Steph, do you want to join volleyball with me? I can say, you know what? I'm not really good at that. I don't enjoy it. But what if we did this instead because I know myself because I'm taking the time to learn about myself. I have an artist who I've been following for a little while here and he's a former tattoo artist. He's a graffiti artist. His work is beautiful. And so when someone says, hey Steph, what's something I could get for you uh, because I want to buy you something that you would appreciate, I can tell them about this artist who has all of this cool work and now he's going into kind of mixed media and he's using a lot of different canvases. I can tell people about that because I've taken the time to say, hey, I love his work and I love learning more about that. The way I got started with figuring out where to start learning about myself is I noticed what I noticed. So when I took the Harley Davidson course, it's literally because every time a bike rides by me, I crane my neck to check it out. I know that that's something that's of interest to me. When I lived over at the apartments, I was right by the airport. Whenever a plane would fly overhead, I would check it out and I would track it and I would notice like, okay, I think I want to do some traveling. When I looked back into my history, that's another thing I would recommend if you're trying to do some self-exploration, look into your history. I was always enamored with volleyball and I didn't have opportunity to play it. So when this option came along to try social volleyball, of course I'm going to tap into it. I'm going to check it out. When I look at some of the physical spaces I've entered, so not only boxing, but progressive overload, bulking, and also high intensity training, I remember looking at people who were that level of hardcore and saying like, ooh, that interests me. So I started to show up in that space until I got my, what is it, my sea legs under me? I don't know if that's accurate, but I just kept showing up and now those are spaces that I freely navigate and I enjoy them immensely. And look, over time, those might change. The seasons might change. But in this season, if someone said to me, hey, Steph, do you want to go try this? Well, absolutely I do because those are the spaces I like to show up in. And if they offer me something that maybe is of less interest to me, the thing is I've I've promised myself to be a little bit more open to opportunities. So I'd probably go try something new anyway because for the past year and a half, that's what I've been doing. I've been trying a bunch of new stuff. Now, I'm walking through with another client where she has this really imbalanced kind of self-soothing thing that runs for her. And so we've talked through what does it look like to cast a wider net? What does it look like instead of just focusing on kind of the impulsive spending piece? What if we did some connection? That's another thing that I've joined in the last year and a half is not only doing some sponsor stuff for charity work, but also I am volunteering time with some Alzheimer dementia residents and just spending time having conversations with them because connection matters. 
And so I'm talking with this young lady about what does it look like to go find a space that's important to you and start connecting with people? What does it look like to pour more time into your personal relationship and show up for your significant other because you want to demonstrate love in that context? What does it look like to reach out to a friend that you know struggling and just have conversation with them? What does it look like to send a card in the mail just spontaneously to someone who you know is going through a tough time? What does it look like to go out and take a class with someone who you know maybe needs to get out of the house more? So you say, hey, let's go take a dance class or let's go take a pottery class. Exploration means showing up in your life and showing up in your life is self-agency. So as we go kind of from the top here, we look at our core values, we set goals, we remove things that are not bringing meaning and value into our lives, and then we start to engage in behavior that's congruent with what we want to be true. And I want that for you guys. And I know in my story, that's been absolutely revolutionary to say, hey, I do have influence here. I don't have outright control, but I do have heavy influence on whether or not I like the life that I'm living. And I want to encourage you to think through that. What influence do you have in your own life? Sure, there are barriers. There are going to be reasons you can't show up 100% in a footloose and fancy free way, but you can at least show up. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.